Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. We just want to welcome our podcast listeners online as well. You're part of our church family from wherever you are. Uh, Why don't you all say welcome? Welcome! Yeah, we're outside today. You can hear the cicadas in the background. But uh, today we're going to be continuing to speak about the roar of revival. It's our theme for this year. And if you've got your Bibles, just turn to Acts chapter 2. That's been our key verse for this year. And for the last few weeks, we've been speaking about uh, the power of the roar of community. And we're just going to just continue along that theme a little bit further. And then starting next week, we're going to be launching the roar of prayer and speaking about, hey, the, the, the New Testament believers were devoted to prayer. But today, let's look at Acts chapter 2, verse 46. Can you hear me okay? Not too loud? It's beautiful. All right, Acts chapter 2, verse 46 says this. It says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. You know what I just remembered is that we haven't had our Little something a little bit funny for the week. I'm gonna get Ty up here. Come on, Ty, come up here. <clears throat> Ty has a joke, and and I actually think it was funnier than the joke I shared at the 9 a.m. Maybe. So why don't you tell him what the joke you shared with me? So, <laughs> why did the spy like to wear leather? Because it was made of hide. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Ty. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jade. Thanks for the encouragement for Ty. That's good. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Today I want to speak for a couple of minutes around the power of meeting in homes and the fact that in the New Testament church, we see that there was a commitment and a devotion to meeting together in people's homes. The interesting thing about the book of Acts, and you see it in Acts chapter 2 and also in Acts chapter 8, we see that there was persecution going on, and so they had to roll with the times, if you like. And one of the ways that they actually um, moved forward was they actually went, okay, there's persecution. The Romans are persecuting us. One of the ways we can still do church well is by meeting in homes. You know, right now with all the virus stuff going on, Uh, We're still going to have church, but we actually have to look at changing the way we do church for a season. And one of the ways we do that is actually by considering that maybe for a while, it's probably going to be great if we actually meet in homes. And it's not forever, it's a season that we see in Acts chapter 2 and 8 that the disciples and the believers met in homes, celebrated together, and the church actually exploded. Right now, there's persecution. This virus situation is persecution, not just for the church, because churches can't meet, but also for businesses, for people's health. But I love the fact that our God is greater than the coronavirus. The coronavirus must kneel at the name of Jesus. We're not dictated to by the coronavirus. We're dictated to by the living God. And we live according to what he has called us to be. And this morning, just for a few minutes, I just want to give you some steps forward. As a church, we've really been considering 
what is the best way for us to go forward in light of the government recommendations um, and also when it comes to looking after our church well? It's been a big week. It's been a big week where Charlie and I and the team have really been praying through what is the best way forward. How do we look after you well? How do we look after our city well? And we've come up with a a strategy basically for us to move forward for the next season. It's still church, but it's church done differently. Yeah. So what we're basically thinking of we need to do is this. We're thinking that from next Sunday onwards, we are actually going to be launching two different things. Number one, we're going to be launching something called Celebration Home. Celebration Home is, this is the definition or the vision of it, is um, groups gathering together to celebrate God, people and life. Small groups gathering together to celebrate God, people and life. This will swallow up our current connect groups. If you're in a connect group, that's now going to be a Celebration Home. And the thought is this, is that next Sunday, instead of meeting publicly like this, we're going to be having church in homes. We're going to be having media set up. We're going to have it so that there's some Celebration Church worship with a Celebration Word message, which you can play in your lounge room. And then at the end, there'll be discussion where you can talk about what's been spoken about, pray together, do communion if you like, and also eat some good food afterwards. By doing so, we create a whole bunch of healthy attributes and, and qualities inside of our church. It also helps us um, stay in line with our government recommendations. So, for example, today at one of our gatherings here, if one person actually had the coronavirus, it would mean that everybody here would have to go into lockdown for 14 days. That's what we're talking about. So we're thinking if we keep doing outdoor meetings, which we can keep doing, we run a risk that if the rates keep going up, that it's actually going to affect or infect us and you in a greater way. So maybe it's better for us to meet in homes in smaller groups and do it around Celebration Home. So church won't be here next Sunday, but there will be locations across our city that if you still want to have community, you can go along at 10 a.m., and be a part of a celebration home. Maybe you're here today and you want to say, put your hand up and say, I want to host a celebration home. Then we're looking for volunteers right now to host. We'll give you all the material you need and all the resource you need to celebrate a group of people inside your home. The second thing we're making available starting next Sunday is Celebration Church Online. And at 10 a.m. we're launching a service online where there will be worship, there will be the Word of God, But basically, there are people right now in our church who are in self-isolation, and it means that they can actually enjoy church um, from their home. Basically, celebrationchurch.com.au, it'll be live on there, it'll be live on our Facebook and on our YouTube, and you can actually, um, you know, sink into that and be a part of the service from wherever you are. Um, By doing so, we create consistency and a place of community. It's been a big decision. It's one we haven't taken lightly. We are one of the few churches today of our size who are still meeting. Most churches of our size have um, cancelled the services and are just doing online, but we thought, let's just do one more like this. But keeping in mind this, that it is not forever, it is for a season. As soon as as the government gives us recommendations and says, 
Um, no, um, it's dropping. You can go back to gathering in bigger groups. Then guess what? You'll get an email saying, it's back on, baby. And we'll come together and we'll do church the way we've always done it. But in the meantime, Celebration Home exists, keeping in mind that the roar of revival is Celebration Home. It is meeting in homes. And it actually has always been our heart that we would have church on Sunday, but then break up our church into smaller groups to actually go deeper into the Word. And the great thing about that, all that is this, is that the Word of God shows us that under times of persecution, the church actually came out more blessed. How cool is that? So right now, let your spirit and faith rise that the church can actually come out more blessed. We're not like the, the media says. We're not like every stat. We actually are different. Because our God is bigger than the coronavirus. Our heart as a pastoral team, and Charlie and my heart, our biggest thing in this season is to make sure that our church has been looked after well. We want to encourage you that we're here to help support you. Please don't feel alone or isolated. Please reach out to our social media. Call the church office. If you need support or connection, we're here to do whatever we can to make sure you're loved. Because the thing is this, we have to remember this as a church. This season will pass, but what people won't forget is how they are loved in a tough season. Both inside our church, but also in our community. How are we loving people? How are we reaching out to people? So I just want to share a couple of things today around Celebration Home and the power of community inside a home. Is that okay? So the first thing is this. When we take time to break up into small groups, it actually, number one, creates healthy community. We live in a generation right now where we have social media, Facebook. You can have hundreds of friends or thousands of friends or followers on, online but still feel very lonely. Do you know that I was listening to a, a, a stat this week from a, a, a study that was done recently that if you are lonely long-term on your health, it is the equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's how detrimental loneliness is. And I just believe that we can be a church that actually creates true community, healthy community. In John chapter 13, verse 34, if you're writing notes, John 13, 34, it says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. So our standard right now in terms of love isn't what we see on Married at First Sight. It isn't what we see on the current Bachelor or Bachelorette. I know there's many fans here of The Bachelor. Troy Spencer is nodding his head right now. Very, very, yeah, the next Bachelor, that's right. The thing is, though, is that when it comes to God and when it comes to his church, our standard is very, very high. And our standard needs to be, how does Jesus love us? How does Jesus love me? Therefore, I want to try and love you with the same love that Jesus loves me. You know, when we break up and have something like Celebration Home, what happens is we create community where we genuinely love each other. It's easy to be in a church and feel isolated. But when you're sitting in a lounge room with somebody, it makes it a lot harder to feel isolated. It's, it's harder to hide in a smaller group. And it's actually healthy to have that connection. The second thing is this. Celebration Home and the New Testament church, the roar of revival, they met in homes. 
They broke bread together with rejoicing hearts. It actually causes growth, both spiritual growth and growth when it comes to disciples. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Who here wants to grow in God? Yeah? We all want to grow in God. One of the ways to do it is to be in community and to be meeting together. The thing is about where we're going to set up this online service and this celebration home is that we're going to have it so that every week we're going to have worship, we're going to have uh, some testimony on this video. You can just, all you need is the internet to watch it. And then we're going to have this, the Word of God, maybe just 15 minutes, but we're going to finish with questions and they'll come up on the screen. And so you have a moment to actually apply what you have just learned and listened to and talk together, and by doing so, someone's revelation in the room might even build your revelation and vice versa. And we create this amazing sense of spiritual growth. It is easier to sit in church and hear something and go home and not change. It is much harder not to change when you have people keeping you accountable. And who knows that we want to grow in God. The second thing is this, if we do this really, really well, is that you can actually invite your friends to Celebration Home. The church can grow without having Sunday services corporately. The New Testament church shows this. Maybe there's people you know who you can invite to your celebration home that won't come to a Sunday church. But they'll come to your lunch at your house where you have time where you pray and look at the Word and then eat together. I guarantee you there's people in your life if you just open your eyes and ask God to show you who are like that. How often do you hear the statement I do when I invite people to church? Oh, the roof will cave in if I go to church. Well, hey, the roof might not cave in in the lounge room of your house. Come along there. And so I encourage you in this season, why not see who you can bring along? Why not see who you can help build the house of God through Celebration Home? The third thing is this, and are you guys okay in the sun? Do you need to move? Mark Maharab's uh, Middle East, and you're looking like you're struggling, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, okay. Uh, so the third thing is this. Celebration Home creates a place that is a safe place. 1 Peter 4.8 says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sin. We have to be people who become great at creating safe places. You know, community is actually authentic when people can actually, after having a tough week, be open with their community. The Bible talks about, you know, crying, with, weeping with those who weep and laughing with those who laugh, rejoice with those who rejoice. And we have to be people who allow our hearts to be vulnerable sometimes. And this is why having Celebration Home or Connect is really, really important because we create authentic relationships. Remember a few weeks ago I spoke about the stretcher bearers? Who are your three or four stretcher bearers? That's where this stuff comes into play. Celebration Home, if done really healthily, will be a place where there's powerful stretcher bearers in your corner. Also safe places for those in our community. Right now people are struggling with fear. You might be here, you might be struggling with fear. I was saying to Charlotte this week that there's been times where I've had to turn off the news because it's just a little bit too much for me. I'm like, I've got it, my, I can feel my heart getting a bit stirred up in a wrong way. And I'm like, I need to actually get away from that noise for a bit. 
But, you know, people are living in that. People are, that's what you can see it in the supermarkets, can't you? People are stocking up. Um, and most of, the, most of the time it's out of fear. It's out of, you know, we just need, we need a year's worth of toilet paper now because what if there's no toilet paper? All that type of stuff. And it's not actually healthy. And it's actually really surprising because when the bushfires happened, the generosity for each other was so huge. And then all it takes is a virus that you can't see. And remember, fear is stuff that's actually, you can't see, you see the effects of things. And, it caught, and so we have to be careful in our hearts to not let fear grip our hearts. Number four is that healthy celebration home groups create really great pastoral care. It says this in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. It says, Not neglecting to meet together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. It says in Galatians 6, 2, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, one thing I'm really proud about when it comes to our church is how much our church family has grown when it comes to pastoral care. And not pastoral care from me and Charlie, pastoral care when it comes to you with each other. I just think it's been such a beautiful journey watching our church become so great at looking after each other. It's actually a joy to me when I'm like the third or fourth to know about someone. You know, when something's happened, if there's some big need, uh, I get told now and it's, I'm like the third on the list, not the first. And it's like, hey, yeah, someone's in hospital, but we sent them a card. We've got this visitation organised. Uh, and then I can still go and be a part of it, but it's not me having to initiate it. And that shows me a healthy church culture. And so I want to say thank you for that. Thank you for caring. How is the world going to know your disciples of him by how you love each other? And so we can always grow in this area, but keep loving each other. Keep, keep thinking. If, someone, if God puts someone on your heart, reach out to them. Be an encourager. Text somebody. Take them out for coffee. Do whatever you've got to do. Like Do your bit. And what it does, it means that we can do what we need to do, but then we all together, we're not limited just by our pastors, especially a pastor who's about to pop any second and have a baby. You know, so the church is so great at this, but what happens is if we create these smaller groups, celebration homes, is that you can care for each other even better. Because who knows that sometimes things go wrong, sometimes you go through hard seasons. It's good to have people who will stand with you, who will pray with you, who will be a safe place for you. Hey, the fifth thing, there's only two more, is this. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Number five, celebration home should be a place that's fun. I think it's fun to think of ways to stir one another up for love and good works. And the thing is, is that we should laugh together. If I had a screen today, I'd show you. It might not make sense otherwise, but I'll tell you a story. Yesterday, Charlotte was out washing the car, nine months pregnant washing the car. I was watching the sport. That's the way it probably shouldn't be, but that's what was happening. And, and, I, and I went out to her and I said, Charlotte, I said, the, the toilet's smoking. And she was like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, no, no, the, the toilet's smoking. And so she rushes in and looks, and I'd set up the toilet with two toilet rolls as eyes, a hat, and an empty toilet roll coming out of the seat, and it looked like a cute toilet was smoking. And it was so dumb that we both laughed till we cried, and she went from being a little bit probably grumpy at me to crying with laughter because of how dumb this thing was. Yeah, it's true, it's true. And it was just like a moment. I just thought, it's been such a big week and this and that, big headlines and 
the world's ending, why not have a moment where the toilet's smoking? <laughs> so dumb. But it made us both laugh. Hey, I'm trying to illustrate a fun type thing right now. I don't know if it's working. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, it's, it's, just, it's trying to create memories. And in Celebration Home, starting next week for a season, create memories. Have fun. Play a game. Do something. Do that game where you had to like roll the dice and then chop up, put the clothes on and chop up the chocolate bar. Remember that at school? And then you'd always, always be that one kid that always would do it all and you'd be like, oh, you've already eaten enough. And as soon as you got all the clothes on, you're like, oh, no. And then someone else got on. Oh. It was so stressful. I'm getting stressed just talking about it. <laughs> the last one is this. It's Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. It says, For where three or more, or two or more, sorry, are gathered in my name, there I am with them. And when we gather together, we actually cause God encounters. And Celebration Home is a place for God encounter a place where you can pray for each other, a place where you can go for healing, you can go for God. And by doing so, you create this amazing God moment. That's why it's, it's, it's so hard. Some, so there's some spiritual cowboys out there and they, don't, they just live by themselves doing their own thing. God is it. That's all I need. No, you need community. And just because someone hurt you in the past doesn't mean you can't reach out again. And so when it comes to this, I want to encourage you that we're launching something fresh for our church, something new for this unique season. But what if God could use it to actually build his church? You know, this is my heart, to be really honest. I actually want to punch coronavirus in the face. And the, the only way we do it, though, is by doing stuff like this. The Bible says what the enemy meant for the bad, God will turn for the good, for the salvation of many. How do we do it? We don't shrink back in fear. We don't shrink back like everybody else. We don't get on the Facebook and go, oh, my goodness, everything's dying. Oh. We actually stand on the Word of God and we say, my God is greater, my God is bigger, and He is my refuge. And by doing so, we give glory to Him. Now, we have to be wise. Use good hygiene. Right now, we're trying to space you out so you're not... We're trying to listen to the government regulations. It's a big deal for us to actually change our, our Sunday corporate service into smaller groups. That's, we've never done that before. But we just want to make sure we're wise. We want to make sure we're looking after our church, especially the vulnerable in our church. And so by doing so and by going, hey, let's be a part of the solution. Let's be a part of building the church. Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 8, this is so encouraging to me, that they were under persecution, yet God blessed them more than ever. The church went forward when on paper it should have went backwards. That is the power of when God's hand is on something. And right now, we're going to have to make some changes. But what happens if God's going to use it to punch corona in the face? To, catch, to, to punch sickness in the face? My corona. Oh, that's probably not very appropriate. My corona. Okay, um, awesome. <laughs> You know, God is with us. He's good. He loves us. We are in a unique season as a nation and as a world. There's a lot of headlines, a lot of things. I hope you have toilet paper. If you don't, maybe we can look at trying to help. I don't know. We'll, I hear that Claudia's got some good connections with toilet paper supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah thumbs up. She has. 
But ultimately, I just want to encourage you that if we actually say we are the church, we are anointed. Last week you heard me speak about it. We are favoured. We are the head and not the tail. We can be set apart. By having an attitude of actually knowing that God is with us. You see, right now, and I'll finish with this, but right now you can look at coronavirus and all the headlines and they can become a Goliath to you. And the reality is to most that is a Goliath right now. Or you can spend time with God and know that he is our safety. He is our refuge. He is our blessing. He is our Jehovah Jireh. He is our peace. He is our goodness. He is our grace. And we can rise up together. And my heart for us as a family in this next season and a community is that we just support each other so well, that we connect with each other so well. Um, and by doing so, we actually see the church rise up and be a voice of peace in a season of turmoil. And even in your heart today, if you're struggling with fear, I just want to even now just pray over you the peace of God, which transcends understanding, that it may guard your heart and, and, and mind in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4. And by doing so, we become a stable um, vessel and testimony in our society in Jesus' powerful name. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.